Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally as well as how to incorporate fine motor skills and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Questions or anything you want, send us an email. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. Let's talk some more practical help, some practical suggestions and ideas touching on a topic we touched upon the past years, bringing it up again because it's so important. We'll give you five more reasons why recess is so important for child development. A lot of times growing up, I remember in the morning and in the afternoon in my private school, we had recess, and I talked about this in the past, how there was nothing in the fields, there was nothing outside the school, and still we longed for and we loved recess, which I find very interesting. There was not a blade of grass, not a single shred of glass, a grass, God forbid glass, but shred of grass in the entire yard, no playground equipment, nothing, but still we loved it. Recess is fantastic. No matter what the weather, schools need to encourage recess time, need to encourage recess time, whether it be free playtime outdoors and playground equipment, if you have it, hopefully, using loose parts such as balls or jump ropes, or indoor time on any rainy cold days, which my school does a lot. They always announce every morning today will be indoor recess, today will be outdoor recess for all classes, for some classes. But students benefit regardless from the break for many reasons, including the following five reasons. And then we're going to talk over again more some scissors help. But let's talk first the reasons about recess. So children learn self-regulation and the ability to follow rules during recess, especially when they play different games, different organized games. I remember dodgeball was a big one when we had use of the indoor gym. And elimination was a very big one when we were kids. I don't know if it's so big nowadays still, but elimination, you know, whoever's the last one standing... And the ball goes round and round until everyone's out. But there are different rules in different games. And if it's uh, makeshift football or makeshift soccer or Chinese handball or American handball, different games all have different rules. So children learn the ability and the skills and the self-reg to follow the rules during the recess. Sensory motor skills are being developed during recess time. They have the ability to move, the ability to touch things, hear things, see things, engage the different joints of the body and just the movement in space. All the different senses are involved and the motor skills of the different planning and different aspects and different sequencing and different games and tasks are all being involved during recess time and it's whole body activities. It's not just the fun motor activities and the tasks that we love in the therapy room and the classroom, but also whole body tasks, whole body engagement. Also, if they're doing something like hopscotch or jumping or freeze tag or uh, freeze dance, whatever these different types of games, the whole body is involved. It's wonderful, and they get all these skills involved. There's also cognitive skills involved, such as mathematical concepts like counting and shapes and spatial awareness, and even science skills like problem-solving are reinforced on the playground. What do you see? I, I spy with my little eye something red. The little red turn lever on the playground could be what that they're looking for. Any different game, any different thing can be used, especially on the playground, especially outdoors. Children's behaviors in the classroom have been shown to improve if they experience at least one period of recess per day, lasting a minimum of 15 minutes. And I told you that we had the morning and afternoon, granted we had a very long day, but even in the Board of Ed day and the regular public school system day, Recess is vitally important. Twice a day would be fantastic. A lot of times they have recess 
after lunch, sometimes before lunch. Also, movement such as gym is really legally mandated for students to have at least one or two periods a week, but really it should be every day. Movement should happen every day, and you see if they have just those 15 minutes, it could help. And in the classroom, teachers can do this and parents can do this in the home. If you do indoor recess using that wonderful program such as Go Noodle, they have indoor recess, they have movement time. It doesn't have to be just outdoors, but if you give them that movement, the 10 to 15 minutes every so often throughout the day, really every 30 to 40 minutes there should be movement breaks, even for 3 to 5 minutes. But if you can incorporate more throughout the day, that would be great. Physical activity also affects concentration. It elevates mood. Think about the endorphins that are released when involved in physical exercise, whether the treadmill or the elliptical or running or walking for adults and even more so for kids. All those different neurotransmitters, different chemicals released in the brain and throughout the body that could help them. It also enhances creativity in elevating the mood and it facilitates memory. Physical activity in children is important to control weight, to reduce blood pressure, to raise good cholesterol, to reduce the risk of diabetes and improve psychological well-being. Just on a side note, even though we don't have recess as adults, the main activity, the main physical movement that I myself get is walking throughout the day, walking up and down the floors, up and down the stairs. Every single day, there are a ton, a ton of stairs in my school. Granted, there is an elevator, but most times I take the stairs. And always at the fifth level, when we're walking up, me and the students say, we're at the top of the top of the top of the castle. And I got myself a pedometer this year. As I'm walking around every day, I always check the pedometer to see how much we get. On a good day, we get around 10,000 steps. They recommend, according to research through Google and whatnot, the current estimate is really a person should get about 10,000 steps a day, which is equivalent of a couple of miles, you know, city blocks, 20 city blocks or so they say is a mile. So you figure out how many steps are in the blocks and then you do the math, but really 10,000 steps, but at least 5,000 steps. So when I look at the pedometer and I see 3,000 after the day, I'm like, oh man, that's not enough steps. That's not good. We want to get around the 10,000 steps. If you're not running, you're not jogging, you're not doing all these different things, you have a busy day or a packed day or you're around the office, if you have a little lunch break, walk around the office, make some laps. And I, a person at work told me a great idea that during the lunch break, they might go and walk around the track, the school's track. So take something with you, take a yogurt bar or a breakfast bar, something with you, walking around the track, getting those steps. You have the 30 minutes, we get 30 minutes, but other people get 45 minutes, some people get an hour. You have that time, you walk around, you get the ability to actually get some good exercise in your own metaphoric and your own somewhat type of recess for yourself. And also, just to talk a little bit about the scissors, there's five ways to help children learn how to use scissors and to make cutting a little bit easier. I like to use cutting, I like to use the scissors on different mediums, on different objects, on different things, especially, especially Play-Doh last year, especially working in District 75, the Play-Doh was a wonderful sensory element and cutting it with it was also very good. But use it on different things, you could use it on so many things, see our episode talking about scissors to get more ideas. But you could use cutting in many ways to make it easier. You could use thicker paper when cutting. You could use recycled mail, greeting cards, or playing cards are fun and easier to cut up than regular paper. You can make it functional. Children can cut up junk mail to recycle it. Cut up greeting cards, especially in the home, to make a simple puzzle. You could use smaller paper. Start out with paper that is not very wide. Index cards are 
nice because they are small and made out of thicker paper. You could also draw a line from the edge of the paper to the object being cut out. If a child needs to cut something out in the middle of a paper, draw a straight line from the edge of the paper to the object for the child to cut along. Also, you can make the line that needs to be cut stand out more, highlighting it or putting stickers around it. You can thicken the line with a black marker, highlight the line, or put stickers along, like we said, the line to provide extra visual cues of where to cut. You could also put post-it notes or those arrows, those post-it arrows, those different marks to show them where to cut. Also, using different scissors can help. Standard scissors may not be the best choice for every child. For little, little kids with little, little hands like my kids, you might want to use the little infant scissors, the safety scissors. As they get a little bigger, you could get them my favorite scissors, the Stanley Guppy. If you have kids who are in middle school or high school or adults who have very big hands or need the bigger types of scissors, let them have the adult type of scissors also, or they could use working scissors or, or kitchen scissors, different types of scissors depending on the task. So you want to vary the scissors, and it might not be the best depending on which one you want. There are many different types of scissors available and different ways to cut if a child cannot use scissors. And of course, ask the local OT for suggestions. We're always welcome for comments, questions, or the like. Just wanted to talk a little bit about recess and a little bit about the scissors. We're going to move to talking about some tactile sensitivity tips and also outdoor activities to encourage self-regulation skills. If you stay with us here on OT Talk with Mr. T, and I'm your host, Mr. T.